my beautiful family, beautiful people. It's amazing to have you here with me today. And today we began part one, the very first chapter in our journey called The Journey. So in this, today we're going to be starting, as we said last time in the introduction, with the book Patriarchs and Prophets, and we're going to start with chapter one. And again, this journey is all about awaken your curiosity so that you go and read these books. These books are amazing, are the five core books of uh, an author called Ellen G. White, and they basically outline the journey of the people of God. But very important, this is not meant to substitute this amazing book, even more amazing, that we call the Bible or the Word of God. This does not substitute this. So, that being said, Let's go ahead and get started with the chapter one. Chapter one is titled, again, book Patriarchs and Prophets, chapter one, why was sin permitted? And this is a very good question, a question that many of us have asked at some point. A lot of Christians ask it. If God is so knowledgeable and knows the beginning to the end, why is sin still here? Why didn't he just snap his fingers, finish it off and move on? And the answer to that question is the very first three words in the chapter. God is love. And it continues saying, His nature, His law is love. It ever has been. It ever will be. So that's it. That's our answer. We can close the book right now and complete, but we're not going to do that. Uh, the, the chapter deals with the rebellion that Satan initiated and, and finished in heaven. So... It is important here that the answer of why the God is love answers the question is right here. And it says, God desires from all his creatures the service of love. Service that springs from an appreciation of his character. He takes no pleasure in a forced obedience. And to all he grants freedom of will that they may render him voluntary service. And you better circle that here in your mind. Voluntary service. Force service is not something that God is interested. He wants us to obey Him and follow Him because we want to, not because we have to. And that's something that we have to understand as Christians because many times in churches, we make things kind of look like you better do it or God will punish you. And, and no, no, no. We don't want people. God doesn't want people following Him out of fear or out of forced, you know, impulse. He wants voluntary, loving service. That's what he appreciates. So, in the case of the chapter here, Satan started a rebellion because he did not felt, actually he felt that he had enough, you know, glory in himself to self-govern himself. He didn't think he needed to follow God's law. Furthermore, he didn't think that he needed to render the Son of God any sort of worship. He wanted to be one-to-one -one there with God. He wanted to be in those secret meetings between God and His Son. And of course, he couldn't. So he got upset and he started a rebellion in heaven. Once again, I'm just trying to awaken your curiosity. We're not going to go into all the details here. Just the main key points. So, it says, Lucifer came to indulge the desire for self-exaltation. So, that's what he wanted. But here's the thing. As he started spreading lies and convincing uh, other angels that perhaps following God was, you know, not right, that they could self-govern themselves, that God was being unfair and he just wanted glory for himself. God had a meeting with the whole heavenly host and he said, you know what? 
this is why, and he explained himself, the creator of the universe explaining himself, it's, it's mind-blowing, totally the opposite of what we see here on earth when we selfish, sinful beings enter into a room with power and we tell everyone to shut it. This is what we're doing. God, God doesn't work like that. God has patience and love for his creation. And he sat down and he explained himself and the plan and everything in his law and why is love and why is it a good thing. Because here's the thing about God. God is so loving that he created the angels and us with the capacity to go against him. So he didn't create autonomous bots that would do whatever he wanted. He created us capable of rejecting him who created us. And if that is not love, I, I don't know what is. The, the beauty behind it is absolutely amazing. The free will that God gives us is an expression in and on itself of his love. So Satan, you know, continue his thing in heaven. God explained himself. And Satan, for a second there, and Satan and the other angels, almost convinced themselves that, yes, they were in the wrong. Actually, they actually convinced themselves they were in the wrong. They were like, uh, you know, God is right. But here's the thing, and I want to find the sentence here. And this is talking about Lucifer back then, now Satan. He nearly reached the decision to return, but pride forbade him. It was too great a sacrifice for one who had been so highly honored to confess that he had been in error, that his imaginings were false, and to yield to the authority which he had been working to prove unjust. Take, circle that word in your mind, pride. Aren't we prideful beings a lot of times? And we know it because we've heard it and we probably advise other people, pride is not good. Yet, when it comes to our turn, Sometimes we let pride get in the way. I'm, I'm guilty of that myself. Maybe you're guilty of it. But pride is never a good thing. When you're wrong, admit that you're wrong. Especially in a marriage. A marriage relationship, it is critical to let go of pride because pride will get you a divorce or a VIP route to it. Anyhow, so Satan had pride. He didn't. And here's, here's, here's a lie that he still does today to us. He still tells us. So the other angels convinced themselves that God was in the right. But you know what Satan did? Satan actually told them, no, 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 no. If you go back to God now, he won't accept you. He will hold a grudge against you and he, he won't treat you the same. So you are way too far gone to come to God. And isn't that a lie that you and I have felt before? That we are so dirty that God will not accept us? That is what he told the angels, and it worked with them. But now we have plenty of evidence in the Bible and, you know, in, in these books and in the story that that is not God. We have the prodigal son parable. God is not a God to hold grudges. God is a God to celebrate when his sons and daughters come back to him. And unfortunately, in this case, they didn't, and they went with Satan. Of course, it says here, God permitted Satan to carry forward his work until the spirit of disaffection ripened into active revolt. Then once it became into a full-on protest, God had to, you know, let go of Satan. So the question is, why didn't God destroy Satan right then and there? Very simple. Because if he would have destroyed Satan forever in their minds of the angels, of the other created beings, it would have been the question, 
Maybe Satan was right. If I don't obey God, because he wants all the glory for himself, he'll just kill me. So God had to, listen to me, he had to allow sin to run his course. He had to allow Satan to live so that the whole universe will be a witness to the horribleness of not being in communion and in obedience to the law of God. If Satan would have been destroyed along with his followers, people would have, and by people I mean the heavenly angels, the heavenly created beings, uh, representative from other worlds and in God's creation, would have always wondered, huh, maybe he was right. And with, in worse, they would have served him out of fear, not out of love. So that is why sin was permitted. And uh, even at the cost, you know, of, of heavenly peace, uh, God had to allow it. And he has allowed it today because today I guarantee that you and me today that know the consequences of sin and this horrible war going on in Israel and Gaza and people killing themselves and disease and starvation, that is the result of sin. And because we have witnessed that, when God comes and gets us again, never more will we want, will we have any desire to go against God's holy law and holy plan because only through that we can achieve true satisfaction and human harmony amongst each other. Sin introduces selfishness, and selfishness is destruction as we have witnessed. That is chapter one. See you in chapter two.